Inspiration now in session. Inspire guys, people. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your genes. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. You don't know what you made of until you go through something. Look, here's the crazy thing in life. Um, we all think, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm, this is what I'm about. I'm about that life. If you're from the hood, you hear people talk like that all the time. Let me tell you something. I remember this one time. It was eighth grade, I believe. There was this guy in my school. My man could really fight really, really well. Like, he was a good fighter. I think I talked about him on one of the earlier episodes of Inspire God's People. Not going to say his name, because I would hate to make him upset and him to find me and want to utilize the skills that I'm willing to bet as a grown man, he's actually even better as a fighter. So don't want to get beat up by him. So I'm not going to say his name, but we were in high school and there was this other kid, you know what I'm saying? And this kid was more of like an agitator. You know what I'm saying? He was one of those people like he can't fight, but he always talking. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what it was. It was this one day he was messing around with my man who didn't beat up all the people who beat up everybody else. And, um, when you talking, right? He was talking. He like, uh, let's do this. Like, whatever. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Why? Why would you want to do that? He can fight, fight. <laughs> and, and, and you just wear nice clothes, brother. Why don't you stick to the fashion? But that's not how the day would end up going. The guy who talked a lot of stuff, literally, I watched him get picked up and lifted over the fighting guy's head. We're talking eighth grade. I don't know why this kid was this strong. He lifted him up in the air over his head, threw him against the locker. I mean, he threw this boy like he threw a backpack. Um, That was the end of the fight. My man never came back. You know what I realized? He wasn't made for that. He realized as he was getting knocked into the locker, thrown into the locker, I should say, I'm sure when he was up in the air, he said to himself, why would you say that to this guy? Because this kid seems purposed to fight. Like, I'm talking if he was in the Bible days, he was David. He was one of the elite soldiers with David. He was in the army. You know what I'm saying? Now, what I hope and pray is that that kid saw his purpose and found his purpose um, in a positive light, right? And maybe he did join the army or do something. Maybe he's a boxing teacher and preaches the gospel to his students. I don't know. I just hope that ain't nothing wrong with the guy. I never seen him or came across him again. But um, my point is, you don't really know what you're made of until you're in there. So my man, like, I knew he was a fighter because I saw him fight. 
And the other guy who was talking all the good stuff, like he didn't really know that he wasn't a fighter for real until he actually, I'm sure he was watching the fights when my man was like knocking the other dudes out. I'm sure he was looking like, that was me. I would have just ducked right there. Y'all know we do that in life, right? In life, we walk around sometimes. At least I've done it. Like, we walk around thinking like, oh, that was me. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, I'm watching basketball games sometimes. Like, Come on, Brian. You gonna let him get that off on you? Come on, why would you just dunk that? Then I go hoot with my brother and them, and um, I get on the fast break. And um, then, then the ball go for the layup. Because it's easy to talk about things. Super easy to talk from the sidelines. And we do that sometimes as believers. Oh, I got faith. Oh, yes. I love God. I trust God. Like, we say a lot of these things. And I'm not saying you don't. You know, don't get offended. I'm not, you know, accusing you of not loving God or trusting God. I'm saying that there have been times in my life that I've been guilty of, you know, the easy part of talking about things. And then when it comes time to actually do it and live it out, it's a lot harder. Now, one of the things I think is important as a believer is to understand that in this life, there will be ups and downs. There will be hills and there will be valleys. And a lot of times we only want to hear about the hills. And I get it. Like you listen to a lot of preachers and there's other podcasts out there. And I'm not saying all other podcasts are bad or something. I got my homies Meech, my homie Gabe. They got dope shows. But I believe in balance. And I believe like when you look at the Bible, there's the Old Testament, there's the New Testament. Some people try to say, oh, that doesn't add up. God was this way in the Old Testament. He was another way in the New Testament. And my thing is like, you know, there's heads and there's tails. Both make the coin. And when you read the Bible, you realize there's much more balance, especially when you listen to the teachings of Jesus and how he talked through things. He always talked with a certain level of conviction and balance. Like he made you think when he said something. And a lot of times it was against like the grain of what the normal trends were. So you had situations with Jesus where people just wanted to have a fluffy word, the positive word. And he like, no, like you got to equal this out. Like that, that's not real life. And, and, and my point for this is that, look, we can walk around and say we have faith, but we are going to be put in positions in life where we need that faith. And I'm telling you from personal experience, when you're in the midst of that fire, it's not that easy. But what I'm learning more and more each day for myself is like, yeah, it's not easy, but God created me for this. Like when you're living in your purpose, the thing about it is it's your purpose. David stood before Goliath. That wasn't a walk in a park. Like I know when we get a highlights of a story and it sounds like, oh yeah, this is a cute story. Tell the kids about David, the undersized teenager that went up against a giant with a stone and a slingshot. That sounds cute when it's just a story. But when you are David, you are in your David moment and you are facing your giant, it's not easy. And look, I'm not going to be that person to just tell you life is going to be easy, but I'm not also trying to discourage you. The reason I believe in balance is because I believe you got to realize that you are made for this 
And that's how you're going to get through. Like, if you don't know, you know what I'm saying? What faith really is, you just going to talk about it and never really have it when you need it. And I think it's important. So let's take a look at the word real quick. So we're going to check out Matthew chapter 16, and we're going to look at verse 21. We're going to go 21 through 26. All right. And I'm going to try to make this as plain as possible. Yeah. Why do people used to do that back in the day? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Why'd they do that? All right. So cool. We are in verse 21. And I'm reading from the NLT. And the subtitle actually says, Jesus predicts his death. All right. So, 21. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day he would be raised from the dead. Verse 22. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Quote, heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Let's pause real quick. So I want you to think about something. Jesus is speaking to them, prophesying about his own situation, and he's talking about dying. Um, last time I checked, this don't sound as happy as the way we prophesy now when you only get a new car. And you only get a blessing and you only are going to get unforeseen checks in the mail. Right. Sounds good. Um, but the reality of it is when Jesus was here, he said it was necessary that he go to Jerusalem necessary to die. Now, we know what Jesus purpose was. So it was necessary. And what I like here is a couple of things. Again, Jesus is talking about his purpose. Man, when you start walking in your purpose, it's all you can talk about. It's all you can think about. But here's the other thing. Look at Peter. Peter is like, you know, he like us today. Oh, no, no, no. I reprimand you, Father. This will never happen never to you. Happen. Never, 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 Let's look at what Jesus never, said to him in response. Verse 23. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. So, yeah, Jesus literally called him Satan. Like, um, right now, that ain't you. yeah, that's the devil talking, bro. And you got to think, like, from a human standpoint, this is why we can't approach the Bible in these serious topics that are going on in the world. Things like racism, uh, things like abortion and homosexuality and all these other things. Some of us are approaching them from merely a human point of view. And in Peter's mind, from a human point of view, like, bruh, why you calling me the devil? And I just said, I'm never going to let you die. That feels and sounds like a good thing. Everything that feels and sounds good ain't good, y'all. And so Jesus is like, no, because Jesus knew his purpose, though. This is the importance of purpose because purpose becomes a guide. If you don't have a purpose, you don't have anything guiding you in your life. If you don't know your purpose, you're walking around literally spiritually blind. Verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. 
If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Verse 26. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Man, that's a big deal right there, y'all. He talked about if you hold on to your own life, you're going to lose it. But if you give it up, you'll save it. And here's what I want you to think about in that. I use myself as an example, so I'm not pointing a finger at anyone else. Let's say my own desire was like, yo, I just want to be a star. Like my whole thing is like I can rap and, you know, I could, you know what I'm saying? I got what it takes to be, I can even act. Like I got what it takes. You know what I'm saying? Like make me a star, sign me up, give me the contract, give me my millions. Uh, The world is going to love me. Let's go. Now that's me holding on to my life and my purpose and my desire for my outcome. But God is saying, if you do that, you can lose your soul. But if you give up, meaning, all right, I had this thing I wanted to do, this purpose I wanted, God, but if I give up that purpose and trust you and give over my life to you, then I will actually save my life by giving up my life. And what does that mean? It means, okay, Lord, I won't try to be a star. I won't try to go to Hollywood or get a record deal. I'll create a podcast in my own studio. It's built around my purpose, inspire God's people. I'll create an album, inspire God's people. I won't focus on entertainment. I'll focus on inspiration. Well, I know entertainment is more popular. Like I could do that though. Like I could rap like that guy. Ooh, that's what they like. Mumble rap, little like trap stuff. I could do that. Easy. Hey, easy, easy. I could do that. But I'm going to give that up because holding on to that, mm, 26, I could gain the world by holding on to my own desire and purpose for my life, but I could lose my soul. Or I could say, God, what did you create me to do? Y'all got to understand something. God is literally your manufacturer. When you manufacture a product, when you invent a product, when George Foreman came up with the George Foreman grill, that thing ain't supposed to grill your fingers. It's supposed to grill hot dogs and hamburgers. If you put fingers on the George Foreman grill, then you using it out of purpose. The manufacturer always has a purpose. That's why all these products come with directions and pictures of how to use it. And they come out with a commercial. Listen, the Bible is God's commercial for your life. He's like, this is what I created you to do as a believer. Come on on down. down. And most of us just change the channel like, oh, no, I don't want to save my life by switching to Christ. Co. I'm good on that. I feel like I was made for something else. That's not a good enough purpose for me. And we do like Jonah did and we run. But God is calling us to live for him as believers and give over our lives to him and to trust him and know that it always won't be the best day ever and you'll have ups and downs. But you can trust when you're following his purpose that whatever you go through, he created you to go through it. What in the world is up with people who take jobs that they know 
that they are not about to be good at. Listen, the job doesn't fit your skill set. The job requires you to be happy. You know you got an attitude problem. Come on, man. People been saying you got a nasty attitude your whole life. I just don't like that. I feel like we should go after, you know, a job, and it shouldn't just be about collecting a check. It should be about, you know what? I'm really good for this. Sometimes when I see people with a job, though, I got to blame the manager because I'm like, bruh, how did you ever think that they were qualified? Doesn't make sense to me. She had to come in the interview with an attitude. You know what I'm saying? This can't be breaking news. Like, oh, what, Shirley? Oh, no. Come on. If your name's Shirley, I know somebody out there named Shirley listening to this show. Shirley, you know good and well you known for having a little spice in your personality. You know what I'm saying? My bad, Shirley. If it's a Shirley out there, God bless your sister. I pray nothing but peace and love over your life. Over your life. Over your life. All right, so let me get into this situation. Um, me and Tiff went to the mall, you know what I'm saying, which we don't do together quite often. You know, that's not something we like to do together. We don't typically enjoy it, if you want me to be honest. Um, we have different shopping styles that end up clashing. We both view it um, differently. We both think we're right about the way we shop. So we just learned through the years, like, you know what, baby? I love you a lot more when I'm not at the mall with you. So, but this story doesn't end with me and my wife getting into it. Thank God. Praise you, Jesus. So here's what happened. We pull up to the mall. Uh-uh. Find a parking space. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm going to park over here. I like to park further away. Away, My wife like to park all up on people. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want you hitting the... Look, people wild with the doors. Get the swing and open and everything. So here's the thing. When we were parking, there was this truck. It was a gray or silver Tahoe. Very nice looking truck. And the door was just open on it. I'm like, yo... The doors open on that car. And I'm like, it was just weird because nobody was in it. So I'm thinking like, man, somebody got out of their car and it was the back door. So, of course, what does that tell you? That it was someone's kid. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, the doors open. I'm not about to get out and touch the car. Now, I know some of y'all out there, you're like, I would have just gotten out and closed the door. Well, that's the difference between you and me. I grew up on Seven Mile, where you kind of learn to mind your own business. You start touching stuff, and then you become a suspect. So, <laughs> listen, rule number one for me, don't become a suspect. So, I'm driving around, and I'm like, man, I'm not going to leave them hanging because this is a nice truck. And the last thing I would want, even though we were in a nice area, last thing I would want is someone like, oh, Man, take their truck. And I'm like, man, that's a long day. Now your truck gone. And I just didn't want this truck to get stolen. This was a nice truck. So I'm like, all right, what are we going to do? So we pull up to the, we see the security car. Like, oh, cool. First of all, they're 20 feet away. Why didn't you notice the open door that you just drove by? But hey, I get it. Maybe it's your lunch break, security people. So we pull up next to the security guard. And, um, <laughs> They look over at us like, okay, whatever. It's two of them in there um, looking like they painting their toenails and, and talking about 
um, the Bachelorette episode or something like that. That's just what, you know, that's what looked like was happening. So long story short, we like, I'm like, hey, there's a car back there, a truck, and the door is open. And there's nobody around, and I don't want their truck to get stolen. She looked at me like, yeah, okay, we'll get to it. We'll check it out, something like that. And I'm like, okay, she rolled a window up. We drive away. We sitting in the car because I'm not, at this point, I'm waiting on you to come over there and do your, and secure the premises. Like, you a security guard. I'm giving you the perfect opportunity to secure the premises and you ain't going to do it. And uh, I'm not going to lie. They looked like Malibu Barbie. Like, they were just some young girls looking like they was trying on different lipstick or something. And I'm trying to figure out why are they security guards. Listen, 15, 20 minutes go by, they never move, bro. We ended up going in the store, giving the license plate number to someone in the store, and then they called someone, and then somehow they got the person, and the door ended up getting closed. But my problem was with Malibu Barbie security. It's like, they, I don't know if they was on break. First of all, let's just be real. No offense to anyone. I'm trying to figure out who they were going to secure. Um, there are times I'm like, listen, bro, I'm looking at security guards like, I'm going to need you to go hit the weights, bro. You, you thinner than me because I'm going to need you to go live up to your job. Look, I, I know the young girls needed a job for the summer, but my whole thing is I view them more so like, you know, you work on the inside or something. And again, I know people going to be like mad that I'm saying this, but it ain't just what you look like. It's how they acted. See, the look, what it did, I'm like, oh, okay. Come on, man. If, if I tell you I'm a basketball player and I'm five foot one, you're going to look at me. I know everybody, we live in this politically correct world where you can't say nothing. It's like, you're going to look at me and be like, he don't look like a basketball player. Okay? What I'm telling you is no offense to these girls. They look smart, like they could do a lot of good things in life. But they had no interest in securing the premises at this mall. And I think the fact that they stayed in their car the entire time and never even looked back at that truck proves my point. But what do I know? But what do I know? But what do I know? All right, guys, people, let's get into today's J. Will music song of the day. Today we're going to rock with a joint called One Thing I Know. This is with my brother Darius James. Man, we had a good time recording this. Uh, Darius came to my studio. I told him just bring the guitar and we'll figure out what we're going to talk about when he gets here. He came, he just started playing something, you know what I'm saying? And um, he started singing, and like he sung a couple different medleys until we found something. And I was like, all right, mm, say this, do this, uh. And we just rocked it together, man, and I just kind of rapped my verse right there. And um, it was real organic. Like, it was real cool creating that with my brother and just talking about some of the ups and downs in life and how no matter what, you know, changes in this life, one thing remains the same, and that is our love for the Lord, and definitely because of his love for us first. He first loved us. One thing I know, featuring Darius James, inspire God's people. Get the album, people. Get the album now by J. Will Music. Oh, you are good, good, good. Oh, you are good, good, good. I remember, I ain't even have it together. So I 
was broken You took my broken pieces Oh, how I love you, Jesus You were good to me when I was singing in my room You're still good to me Now that I travel the world And if you take it away I know all I can say Is you are good, good Yeah. Oh, you are good, good, good uh-huh. If I'm rich or poor I still love you, Lord One thing I know Is that He is good If I'm weak or strong I still sing this song One thing I know Is that He is good do all things to Christ when I say it I mean it I've been blessed and stressed I know the feeling of being denied for alone cause your credit is too low the situation is twofold on one end we failed looked my wife in the eyes and told her it'll never happen again the other end we win looked my wife in the eyes and told her God is still good in the ears God is still good on the bus God is still good in the bins God is still good when the bills do when nobody feels you and all of your friends Start to doubt faith, turn about face, leave the faith, but you believe the faith, you really need the faith. That's the one thing I know. If I'm rich or poor, I still love you, Lord. One thing I know is that He is good. If I'm weak or strong, I still sing this song. One thing I know is that He is good. If I'm rich or poor, I still love you, One thing I know that he is good. If I'm weak or strong, I still sing this song. One thing I know that he is good. Christ leading the way, it's nothing I can't do. It's not cockiness, I'm confident in this competence. Really, it's no competition. HR block can't account for this. Ain't no selling out, it's no amount for this. From prayed for to prayed on, if you're not content, be careful trying to climb where the mountain is. And just know that your will don't amount to his. Say good, good, good. All right. Good, good, good. Say good, good, good. Good, good, good. Say good. No, I can't do that. Whatever. You are good. You just heard one thing I know by J. Will Music featuring Darius James. Of course, that's on my new project, Inspire God's People. And you already have that project, right? All right, hold on, hold on. Let's wait a minute. Let's get something straight. If you do not have my new album, pull out your phone right now, please. Thank you. Just stop what you're doing. Pull pull out your phone. You know what I'm saying? And you got iTunes or you got Spotify or you on YouTube listening to music or anyway, right? Just type in my name, J. Will Music, J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C, and look for Inspire God's People. Come on, man. Rock with me. You know you like the song, don't you? Don't you? Don't you? Thank you. It's time to go. Finally got a theme song, y'all! 
Yo, 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 J. Will Music. What up, man? What's up, my brother? Shut up, man. Thanks for putting the music on my name, bro. Yes, sir. Respect me. Right. As an artist. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Okay, so, as you know, uh, my wife and I did some traveling not too long ago. As we uh, celebrated our one-year anniversary, we flew down to uh, Orlando. Just had a great time, a phenomenal time. Yeah, y'all didn't take us with y'all, but <laughs> guess anniversaries are only for the couples. So. All right, <laughs> dude. So okay, so now I do. I, I, I got. I got something that I guess. I guess kind of would be considered a deep conversation, but kind of deep conversation. Okay, kind of yeah. deep. Yeah, right. We're gonna change the name of it. <laughs> right, <laughs> but um. So and I think this is something that you're gonna have a lot to say about. So I'm gonna kind of let you because you actually preached a message on this. Okay. All right. So we um now my wife and I so far as of this recording we've only flown together twice our honeymoon and then our anniversary. Okay. One year anniversary. So so far. So I, I didn't know I've you know on our on our honeymoon we had never flown together so I didn't know she was scared of flying. Okay. She likes to fly. She's not afraid of flying. She afraid, she's afraid to fly. This is why she's your wife. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was just too deep for me to even comprehend. I'm still trying to catch on to what just... She ain't a scared... She ain't a, a scared of. A scared of. She's not right. afraid okay. of flying. She's afraid to fly. Uh, the revelation that hit me tomorrow. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> but okay, so it was so funny because on our, uh, and I just, I just thought about this. This actually may end up being a deep conversation, but it, it, it was really funny to me. The way we booked our tickets, trying to be cheap. Coming home, we weren't, we were not booked to sit together. <laughs> I know. This is my new. She's been my wife one week, and we gotta fly separately. That was my fault because when we were booking the tickets, I wasn't paying attention, and I clicked something to save some money. And see, I think cheap, cheap should have a limit. It's like (laughs) at some point, it's like, hey, babe, we want to save on rent, so you gonna live down the hallway, (laughs) and I'm gonna like what? All right, man, whatever. So we ended up, I was on, I had the window seat on one side of the aisle and she had the aisle seat on the other side of the aisle. So there were, there were, there was an older lady with her daughter there and I asked them, did they want the window seat? And they said, yes. So we shifted and I ended up sitting on the aisle on one side and she was sitting on the aisle on the other side. (laughs) Okay. So right before the plane took off, because what I learned with us going to Florida was that she gets nervous during takeoff, right? Okay. So I held her hand. But coming back, we have an aisle between us. So me being the awesome husband that I am, okay. I reached across the aisle right before the, everybody bust out laughing that was sitting around us. Wow. The stewardess, the, the couple, <laughs> just everybody around us bust out laughing when I reached across the aisle and held her hand. But that I know that uh, I'm just kind of rambling now, but that was that was just kind of what happened. But what I learned during these two trips is that as we were flying, she is afraid of a little something called turbulence. Turbulence. I knew where it was going, my brother. (laughs) So I looked up the word turbulence. I'm going to read the definition. I'm going to let you jump in because you preached an entire message on this. A whole 37 minutes. 
<laughs> he's not a long-winded preacher, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he long-winded off the pulpit, right, but not on exactly, the pulpit. Exactly right. So I, I may up, talk longer than thirty-seven minutes about it today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So turbulence. It says violent or unsteady movement, instability. Right. Violent or unsteady movement, instability. So basically. When you're in the air, I, this is where I, this is where then this is just Lavelle's definition of turbulence. It's like potholes in the air. That's the way. <laughs> that is a very good way of putting it. That's I've never way. thought of it that way. A <laughs> man on the plane hitting pot. Right. He on the plane driving in, in Detroit on 94. Wow. So it's just potholes in the air. Now the potholes, well. I was gonna say potholes won't kill you, but some some of hey. ours get close. It to was one you. on Greenfield a couple of years ago that that might kill your car, though, brother. <laughs> right. Um. So 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 the the turbulence basically is it shifts in the air. Something about, I don't totally understand it, but something with the air pressure, hot air hitting the cold air, whatever, and it just causes the plane to make a few little dips or whatnot. I think it creates like an air pocket. Okay, so an air pocket. Or as I call it, an air pothole just there, and the plane kind of hits it, shifts a little bit. But, and and this is where I need you to jump in. From my understanding, the plane is built to take turbulence. All day long. Mm-hmm. So if turbulence is some type of violent or unsteady movement, some type of instability, right? The plane was made to be able to take that. I and should play Gerard Brooks "Made for Your Glory" on this episode. I might have to. <laughs> right. I might have to grab that song. So I wrote a little note here, and you please correct me if I'm wrong. I know you don't have a problem with it, Doc. At all. I saw this online and it jumped out to me, and I wrote it down. Okay, Wikipedia University. All right. And interestingly, you mentioned Wikipedia on another episode. You know, they would not let us use that in college. Oh, interesting. They wouldn't let us use Wikipedia. You know why, though, right? Yes, because isn't it written by just... It's just random people. Right. <laughs> we we could make submissions to Wikipedia. Uh, like, we could make... Wikipedia... <laughs> I thought you were speaking in tongues. We could, <laughs> we could make a Wikipedia. <laughs> but, but I saw this quote on it and I wrote it down and because it literally jumped out to me. It says turbulence is normal. So somebody auntie wrote that on Wikipedia and you thought and it you jumped out, it. Doc. I said, a prophet wrote this. <laughs> I call her Prati. Prati. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prophetic auntie. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, if I could gather myself, mm. um the thing about turbulence, like you you talked about it. You said that the plane was made to handle it. Mm. The thing is, a lot of times we get rattled just because something seems bad. Mm. And so it's like, you're going throughout this life and you know, you're know having a good day. Mm -hmm. you know, there are times in a marriage, right? Mm -hmm. There are times me and my wife might kind of get on each other's nerves. Mm. It might be a little air pocket ah. that I wasn't expecting <laughs> that pops up on a certain day. <laughs> A, a marriage pothole. A marriage pothole. There you go. 
Some of y'all getting divorced. It's just a marriage pothole. You ain't had to leave, bro. But in all seriousness, there, you know, this life isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and there are times that things are going to come up in life. And if if you like, you know, I can be this way. Some some of us panic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So So some of us see the glimpse of trouble mm. and lose our mind. Wow. It's like, well, wait, ain't, ain't nothing happened yet. <laughs> right. It's like you, the, the brakes ain't working right on your car. Mm-hmm. You ain't even took it to the shop to get diagnosed, you know, to get the diagnostic. Mm-hmm. You just assuming you need all new brakes, all new rotors. Oh, Lord Jesus, I ain't got the money for right. And so, so sometimes we panic before we find out what the situation actually is. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, it's just turbulence. Mm. And so, I'll say this. There's, you know, you, do you know what the number one selling car in America is? I do not. You have no idea, do you? I don't have any. Even clue. though you live in the Motor City mm. and work downtown near Ford Field, <laughs> And I'm willing to bet have gone to the Henry Ford Museum as a kid. I'm not, I still don't know. Exactly. I'm not getting the hints. <laughs> it's the Ford F-150. Mm, okay. That's also the top selling car amongst millionaires in America as well. Most millionaires buy a Ford F-150. Okay. All right. So here's the thing about Ford F-150. Okay. What is their slogan? Hmm. Built Ford Tough. Mm. What that's telling me is like you watch the commercial, mm-hmm. they like carrying cranes and <laughs> like pulling stuff out of ditches. <laughs> so, so, so if I drive a sedan, mm-hmm. right, and I see, you know, another truck stuck in a ditch, you can't hitch on to my sedan because <laughs> right. you'll pull my bumper off. Mm. But or, if I'm or pull in, you into the ditch. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. But if I'm in an F-150, mm. why would a little snow make me nervous? Why would a little mud make wow. me nervous? Like, oh my God, it's snowing. It's like, mm. you're built for tough. Right. You were created to get through tough situations, yet you panic. So my point all, all in all of what I'm saying, mm-hmm. it's not what you deal with. It's what you're made for. Wow. (laughs) Okay, so I have a scripture. John chapter 16, verse 33. This is Jesus talking, because it's in red. It says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus promised us that we were going to go through turbulence. We talked on a previous show about how these, these uh, you know, we have certain teachers that we listen to on TV and the radio and how they kind of give us this false hope that we're the ones in charge, that we could tell God what to do. And that's why when something goes bad, all of a sudden we want to backslide. But to your point, that the fact that we were built to last, that we were built to go through this. Built Lord tough. Hey, 
Hey, glory to God. <laughs> you know I'm too churchy to throw something like that at me, Doc. Glory to God. If Jesus promised us that we would go through, but then he told us, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. He said, in the world, you're going to have tribulations. In the world, you're going to go through turbulence. He said, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. The world is where the turbulence is coming from. The question is, why would you ever be of good cheer because there's turbulence? Mm. You can only be of good cheer when you know what you're made of. Mm. Built Lord tough. <laughs> now, I used to have this 4 by 4 truck. Okay. I don't know if we were friends at the time or maybe... I think I made, that might have been a last year I had that truck. Okay. So I don't know if I got rid of it before, you know, you and I became friends or, or not. Mm -hmm. But about seven, no, eight or nine years ago now. Okay. Had this truck. I used to like this truck. Number one, it was brand new. It was okay. a nice truck. But uh, that thing, when I hit that button for the four by four, mm -hmm. when the snow come out, I'm talking about that type of snow that keeps everybody else in the house. Ah. You know what I used to do? What's that? Go to the grocery store parking lot <laughs> across the street. I lived across the street from a grocery store. Wow. At the time. I used to go to that parking lot, smiling ear to ear, and drive that car and spin and play around. I was cheerful during a storm wow. because I knew what my truck was made of. Wow. <laughs> Built Lord tough. tough. Hey, glory to God. Ah, so, so what are you saying? If we know who we are in Christ, why would we be discouraged or not of good cheer when turbulence hits? Why are we panicking mm. over turbulence? Notice, I wasn't outside driving my truck in a hurricane. Mm. Now, wait a minute, bro. Mm -hmm. The truck wasn't made for it. Like, <laughs> it's some things you need to take cover. All right, so I'm not saying, oh my God, it's Armageddon. Uh, well, we <laughs> might be able to Well, it. we can praise God during Armageddon because we saved. So I know that's right. Hallelujah. But but my point is, we're we're talking about something that looks dangerous, seems mm -hmm. dangerous, mm -hmm. but ain't gonna hurt you. Wow. And and the thing is, we I believe we have to change our perspective in this life. Cause look, let's let's be honest. What most people want to hear, right? Mm -hmm. Some look. Some people just want to hear you tell them that is that they gonna be great, <laughs> that the they get they gonna be a star. Mm -hmm. You made to be this. You gonna be the next whoever. Mm -hmm. You gonna make millions of dollars. You know how I know this? Cause when you sit in a church, you know the part when people start going crazy. Uh huh. I, I I've been observing something. Mm -hmm. People start going crazy when you start promising them stuff. Wow. It ain't never bad stuff. I'm talking <laughs> about the devil is going to give you back. I mean, the, the, the Lord is going to give you back <laughs> two times what the devil stole. Uh huh. I don't care how bad you preaching. Mm -hmm. If you say that, everybody is like, woo, praise God. <laughs> well, why is that? Because we want, we are natu naturally conditioned to want to hear good things. Mm. And if somebody told you, all right, brother, you about to need all that faith you say you got, mm -hmm. you about to need it. 
Because <laughs> we about to turn your lights off tonight. <laughs> you ain't going to hear no shouting? Yeah, you ain't going to let your that. light shine, huh? It, it's off. But, but my point is, as believers, we just can't allow every little situation to knock us off our rocker. And I understand we human. Trust me, I have some bad days. Absolutely. And, um, I, we know I'm, I'm a vouch for Lavelle. He has some bad days. <laughs> yes. Um, sometimes he get on my nerves. <laughs> sometimes I pray for him. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me just speak to somebody right now. I know it's rough. I know it's tight. I know it's tough, but you can make it. I, I I'm not trivializing what you're going through. Like Jay said, we all hit these these pockets and we we all get shook up sometimes. We all go through. But you know what? You were built to last. You were built to make it. You were built by your creator. God created you for a purpose and he has a plan for your life. Oh, I'm, I'm starting to sound like that preacher that's, that's <laughs> prophesying the good things. Doc. But God does have a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. He wants to use you. And yes, you may have hit this, 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 this hiccup, this pocket, this turbulence, or this pothole, but you were built to last. No, that, and, that, and that, you know, I'm, I'm mad that you didn't say that you were built, Lord, tough. <laughs> Come on, brother. Say the tagline today. Built, Lord, tough. Woo! Did you feel the release? I'm so glad I came up with that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we got it recorded. They know who said it first. Rewind the show if you have to. Um, no, the, the thing is, look, you're you're right. Like the idea is that when you're going through turbulence, mm -hmm. you can make it through. That mm -hmm. that's not that's not the same as people who who tell you what you want to hear mm -hmm. because those people try to ignore that we do go through. Mm, like right, the reality right. of it in this life, like the scripture said, is like in this world, there, there's going to be turbulence. There's going to be ups and downs. I think where we get, you know, maybe confused, you know, is when we read scriptures and it's like, we just try to take like the good side of something. Like people don't always finish stories, mm -hmm. right? They'll tell you like the first five scriptures about how something was so great. And they ain't tell you how it went wrong. Right. And, and, and the reality, <laughs> I believe as believers, we should not be afraid to deal with the totality of Scripture. Mm. So we have to be able to deal with the fact that David, you know, slew Goliath. Mm -hmm. And also the fact that he was running from Saul. Like, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it, it, this is all, it's okay. This is life. Mm -hmm. What we want to do is focus on slaying Goliath and act like that was the only part of his life. Like, right. bro, he was a teenager. Right. I think back to uh, mm, Elijah, I believe. Don't put the pressure on me. No, no, look at I me. Like, I don't know I what that, story you I threw that right back at you. I don't know if it's Jah or Shah. <laughs> One of the Eli's. Mm, <laughs> should have just left it at Eli. You should have only gave him part of the name, brother. <laughs> uh, one of them, um, God used them to confront I think it was like 400 prophets of Baal and yes. God used them in a mighty demonstration. Right. And then the next scripture, you see him running from Jezebel and, a and uh, her husband, Ahab. Ahab. Literally God used you to destroy these 400 false prophets. 
and then you're running from this woman and her husband. It's just it happens. It happens. You know, things happen. We're not and and like you said that I like that that totality of scripture because it does show the human side. Yes. If I get up and all I do is talk about how I'm so great and how I did this and I did that, but I never tell people what I had to go through to get there the times I failed. And that's what I like about you and your show is that you'll let people know the times that you didn't quite make it. Yeah. And I think that actually inspires people more because it lets people know, oh, he's human. He's going through what I went through. But if all you got on here and talked about is how successful everything you've touched has been. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then- this is, <laughs> listen, inspire guys. People is just one of many things that, oh, yeah, whatever. Right. I t- Yeah. But that's that's the illusion that we like to give. Right. Because. We're I think what happens is sometimes we're just trying to convince ourselves. Mm. that we ain't never going to go through anything or it's, every day is going to be a good day. Mm-hmm. And, and, and understand, I'm not wishing bad things on people or saying your life is going to be horrible. We're talking about turbulence today, right? Right. So we're not talking about death. We're not talking about, you know, we're not trying to right. talk. We're not even going there right now. Right. We're talking about as simple as like, bro, you married. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you look, you only a year, a little over a year in. So, mm-hmm. so you're the perfect example for this. Okay. Dating process when you engaged and mm-hmm. planning a marriage and then you get married and you, well, you know, we didn't talk to me and you have talked about this before you was, I <laughs> would, let me tell you something about being my friend. First of all, <laughs> it's not always the easiest thing in the world. And I, I know that I'm very self-aware. Because I'm going to remind you constantly of real life. Like, right, right. I know y'all are just, oh, my God, today. But it's like, <laughs> it's going to come a day. Uh-huh. I've told you that. I'm uh-huh. like, it's going to come a day. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I do that is because I believe what happens is when that day arrives, you're able to say, okay, I'm built for this. Mm. I knew that every day wasn't going to be the engagement season or the newlywed. Right. And because I know that when that season is over, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean happiness is over. Right. And right. I don't, because some people just leave when it's past that because that's what they thought it was. Wow. And that's why I try to tell people the balance of things because I don't want you to think it's only going to be good in the moment a little turbulence comes. Yes. It's like, oh, you yes. leaving because of what? Like, right. Wow. Okay, just full transparency, Doc. I would, hey, this is him. I would. <laughs> I was not trying to take it there. The other day, <laughs> okay, he you, brought and, it up you and your wife called <laughs> and asked me and my wife to meet y'all for lunch or yeah. for, for dinner, right? Yep. We said sure. On the way there, mm, speak, prophet. We hit some turbulence, marriage pothole, right? So, <laughs> like, literally, like. This happened right before we left the house as we were literally pulling out the driveway. You know what I told my wife? Let's go back home. Let's call them and cancel mm-hmm. because we hit this turbulence. And I told her, I said this, and I, I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry. I said, we're not going to have a good time. Right. Just, <laughs> just panicked because of one little air pocket. Right. And it was little, too. It, it was, was not serious. <laughs> I, don't even, I ain't even in their business. Let me tell you something. If you still made it to dinner, it wasn't that serious. <laughs> the funny thing is she wouldn't pull the car over. She wouldn't go back home. She still went on 
because I think she knew Ooh. that we were built Lord tough. <laughs> Y'all ain't catching it. Listen, at the end of the day, what it comes down to is just like in marriage, you know you're going to have days where your spouse, y'all, y'all, you know, irritate each other. Mm-hmm. Like, it, sometimes it's work, right? I know sometimes, like, sometimes, man, you come home from work, you had a long day, you've been dealing with people all day. Right. Then you just get home, and it's like, the line, get in the back of the line. And you're like, hold on, what, what you talking about getting in the back of the line? Like, right. oh, yeah, oh, my bad. Oh. I was... I had a flashback to when I was 16 working at McDonald's and I was doing a cash <laughs> register and I just snapped on you and told you to get in the back of the Right. <laughs> Do you know when I worked at McDonald's, I had a lady throw her hamburgers back in the window at me? Are you serious? After they bit them. Wow. Turbulence. Mm. I didn't quit my job. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Woo. Hopefully you didn't, you didn't lose your job by throwing them back at her. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't throw them back at her. I just took an extra burger for dinner that night. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I didn't. Wow. Hey, man. Well, hopefully we helped somebody um, fill in the uh, tar in the pothole. <laughs> exactly. To make. Ah. You know, everybody don't have potholes like us in Michigan, though. They probably oh, like, we, what are you talking about? You know, because we got the that. snow. Right. And the heat. Yeah. Oh, wow. This yeah. show is so a pothole worldwide, is. brother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the deep conversation now. <laughs> a pothole is when the snow comes and you have to put salt and then it deteriorates and creates a hole in right. the street. Woo! <laughs> and then you have to drive and maneuver around. My mm. God. But we are the salt of mm. the earth. Ah. So the people of God were laying in the street like. <laughs> Turn it into something totally different. If you don't know what a pothole is, just Google it. Yeah, and and Detroit will most likely pop up on your screen. Or visit us in Detroit. Please do. Somebody, I think people need to experience potholes. Amen. So that they can know that they're built. Mm, Lord Lord tough. tough. Thank you. It's time to go. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. God's people, thank you for listening to today's show. Look, do you have feedback? You want to let me know what's on your mind? You got a topic you want to hear? Or you just want to let me know what you thought about today's show? It's easy. Shoot me an email. You can catch me at JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. Again, JermaineWilsonMusic. It's all one word. Let me know what you think. And you like this show, don't you? So you know what you want to do? You want to listen to it at work. You want to listen to it in the gym. Do me a favor. Just search Inspire God's People. You can Google it. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere else you listen to music or podcasts. You know what else? You should share this show with someone. Why? Because it's a good show. And if you don't like this show, just act like you like it. 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 Act like you like it.